0: What well, is good, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the CBM Effect. Hoping that you're all well and that you're managing through what has been a horrendously cold and icy couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we're on the route to Christmas at the moment, uh, and I know for that a lot of people like it's a really busy time with work. Stress can be higher. There's also social occasions on, um, so. I hope that to the best of your ability, you're managing to find a balance between staying on track with your goals, but not, not allowing the pressure of getting it perfect to get to you. Um, what you need to remember is that there are, what, 31 days in December. Uh, and it's not something that I would deem as an excuse to take off the entire month because you've got a few occasions. Um, so we're going to open up with a harsh reality. Get your shit together if you think that December can just be taken off as a whole month. Um, but on a lighter note, uh, I hope that you're managing to the best of your ability to balance things. Um, I am now, what, four weeks into prep and we're coming up to seven seven kilograms down. Uh, so feeling lighter, feeling fitter, feeling hungrier. Um, and how things are going to work for me, for example, I'm actually going to run this the same way with my team across the Christmas period, in case you're listening to this, you're not sure how you should tackle Christmas, Uh, take a couple of days off around Christmas time, so maybe you take off Christmas day, boxing day, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, Uh, and then those couple of days, you don't really need to worry about your food intake, you don't really need to worry about exercise, it's just a chance to chill out and spend it with your loved ones, uh, and do as you wish, like, me, personally, I'll take a couple of days off the diet. And by that, I mean, I'll just eat as normal. I won't stick to a rigid meal plan. Uh, I probably won't overeat. and By probably, I mean definitely won't. Um, but I'm a little bit of a weirdo, and I do like to train around that time. Um, but that also leads us nicely into this week's topic, which is deloads. Because perhaps in a time where you might feel pressured to train, and you don't necessarily want to, this might act as a perfect scapegoat for this. Um, and that is the topic of deloads. So this is a phrase that if you follow... Um, If you follow, like, fitness-based accounts, like people who train, you've probably heard this term before, you perhaps might just not be sure what it is, how to do it, when should you do it, why, how long, and everything like that. Uh, And that's what I want this podcast to cover today. So... What we need to consider first of all is why would we need to deload? We should probably actually not do that. You can tell that I sort of uh, one take these. We should actually discuss what a deload is first of all. That might be a little bit more helpful. So a deload is a sort of planned strategic break from training, um, from your usual training. And it can generally work in a couple of different ways. So one example would be to just take a period of time off of the training completely. Um, generally, I tend to recommend most five days. I've seen me give people seven days. I've seen people do four days. Uh, four to seven days tends to work well. Any less than that doesn't really count. Um, and that's generally, you would just take all the time off training. You would swap to just non-training day food if you if you do that. If you don't, then perhaps like it would be a slight adjustment to calories on the individual depending on where the calories are and whatnot Um, and any sort of intense cardio you would just um, you'd bring down and you'd maybe do a lower intensity steady state in some cases with some individuals you'd perhaps even just remove it altogether Uh, another way that you could do it would be to decrease volume or decrease intensity within the gym so that would maybe look like doing less work and sets within the gym Um, it would maybe look like reducing your total work and in your weights so maybe um i don't know like you you bench press 100 kilograms maybe you go and bench press like 65 70 this week um and yeah so you're still there in the gym but you're just doing less you're not training as hard um to me that's fucking boring. It's never something I recommend to anybody. Um, I definitely get the mental health impact of of training and how people can be, I I can just help them being within the gym, but for me I get no excitement or joy going into a session that's not going to challenge me Um, and from my experience, and I've tried to let people do that, they generally take the piss for it and they try to lift too heavy and I'm like, right, congratulations you've not done a deload and you've wasted a week of training. (laughs) Um, So I, I think that in a lot of cases, especially the harder you train and the longer you've been doing it for, Taking time off the gym entirely can be the best thing for you Uh, and what that's going to do is allow fatigue to sort of settle down because what you need to consider is um, the rationale for why we would deload in the first place. So now that we know what a deload is, it's time off the gym or relaxing, um, trying to allow recovery process to kick up and be like, right, why would we deload in the first place? And that comes down to sort of accumulated stress on the body over time. Um, obviously, we need to think about when we're smashing the weights week in, week out, across a period of weeks, perhaps months, like you are going to accumulate fatigue, your central nervous system is going to be taxed, it is going to take a beating, and you're going to start to f- have some sort of side effects, some symptoms from the body, which tells you, right, I can't handle much more of this, um, I am beat up and I need to sort of take a step back. Um And what these kind of things could look like It is individualistic There is a a variety of them You might not get all of them But you know when you're starting to get sort of two or three uh, At least that it might be time Um, So for me, for example What I get is I have less motivation to train can't really be bothered that's one sign that I definitely get I definitely again begin to get some niggles creep up um, like little things obviously again recovery is down because stress is so high in the body over a prolonged period of time um, appetite can be affected that has definitely happened to me those are generally my three main signs that I need to deload. Um, so like you just might find that you've not got the same appetite. For other people, it could be lower energy levels across the day. It could be poor sleep. They are probably correlated, but think about the stress impact, uh, or the stress response of the body. is gonna fuck up your sleep, which will in turn impact your energy levels. So those are two pretty common ones as well. Um, obviously it can be a decrease in performance. It can be a decrease in uh, libido and your sex drive. Uh, and these are, generally the main ones that we would look out for so when you begin to experience these it's maybe time another one that you could also probably say would be like your body is starting to like come down with like like a cold a flu or something and um, you're starting to feel run down and you're starting to um, be under the weather that's a sign that, again stress is high and that is perhaps another one I have experienced time and time again um, so at this point we now know why we would maybe need to deal with when these signs sort of show up uh, and what I suppose something that like I tend to find like don't get me wrong, a deload is not enjoyable. That is not something that anybody is excited for. Uh, and a lot of the time, it actually takes um, a lot of persuasion on my end to Like, be like... Especially the fir- for the first time, I should say. Once someone's been through it the first time, they generally get it. But for the first time, it can take a lot bit of convincing to get someone to take a deload. There can be this fear that, oh, if I take some time away from the gym, I'm going to lose all this progress. When in actual fact what will happen is you'll take some time off you'll allow the stress to drop your body will recover the symptoms that I mentioned will start to go away and you'll come back the next week and you'll feel so much better for it um, like that that is the general gist of it so say for example you take five days off the gym that's generally what I do I take five days off the gym at a time when I need it uh, and we'll get to sort of when as, as in a minute but Five days off the gym. And by the time I get back into the gym, I'm less sore. I feel less beat up. Uh, I definitely... uh, The niggles can sort of have a chance to um, calm down. And by the time I get back in the gym like, I feel so much better, uh, like, strength starts to progress again, uh, I'm excited to get in there, like, you feel so fresh off the back of it, um, that you're just raring to go again, uh, so you can almost think of it as, like, a step back, which isn't really a step back, for two steps forward, um, a lot of the people can be too stubborn to actually take a deload, um, like, they might be like, oh, I don't need a deload, I, I just don't need it, I'm too hard for deload, deloads are pussies and whatnot, and blah, 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 I'm gonna flip that, if you don't need a D-load, you train like a pussy like you just do not train hard if you do not need a deload I don't care who you are if you think that you can go months and years on end without taking a structured period of time off the gym you are not training hard enough um, so take that as what you will and I suppose what does need to be accounted for that is frequency uh, like for example if you're only training two times a week perhaps three then maybe you don't like it's a little bit rarer but if you're training four or five times a week and you never need a deload you're lying to yourself or you're not training hard enough uh, and perhaps you're actually listening to this having not taken a deload maybe you're just not aware of like what would be needed around it so you're like you're feeling some of these things you're feeling like you're just feeling beat up all the time you're feeling tired you're feeling sluggish um, try taking five days off this might be the perfect week to do it it could be a case of Right, well, well, I'm recording this on Sunday. I'm going to release it tomorrow on Monday. So perhaps you do Monday and you do Tuesday and then you take off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and you go back into the gym on Boxing Day. Uh, and when you go back into the gym, you're going to feel so much better for it. Um like I say, like you, you can only take so much stress on the body at one time, uh, and when you're pounding it in week in week out, like imagine like deadlifting for example. Let's say you're an experienced deadlifter. Let's say, um, I don't know. Let's let's just take your typical female. Uh, maybe you're already doing eighty kilograms plus a week, uh, maybe nine hundred. And do you not think over weeks and weeks and weeks of doing that, it is not going to catch up with you? It, it definitely is. And the second that you start to feel that is when you should take a step back because what we also need to consider is it's not only trying to reduce stress um, and allow things to sort of go back to normal. It's also injury prevention because what happens when you don't take a deload is that you sort of bury yourself into a hole that can become very difficult to get out of uh, and that's where things like your injuries can pick up. It's like where you might come down with illness and things and at that point, even though you might need to take time off the gym, because you're ill. It's not really a deload because ideally you want your deload to, to be in as stress-free an environment as possible. And when you're taking time off because you have to, because you don't feel up to it, that doesn't overly count. Uh, so a lot of the time it's actually coming down to being aware of your body, listening to it, and actually getting ahead of these curves... Like you know, rather than like just waiting for something bad to happen, like actually just being more in tune with what is happening uh, and getting ahead of it, and, and I think for a lot of people, like that might be something that's you're you're actually like leaving on the table in regards to your progress. Like if you don't take time off, then. It's not a case of how long can you last? It's like how long can you last until progress begins to slow down? Uh, and I think that that is something uh, massive that people don't consider. Deloads can be used to allow strength, um, strength, and strength to sort of continue. Um, and then definitely something that you should be taking. Now, I suppose what we also need to consider is how often would you need to deload? And this will depend on the individual. So... Let's say, for example, you're training three times a week. Probably don't need to take it very often, but you're, or you take an example of an individual who's training five times a week, balls to the wall every single session. Um, Generally, it could be eight weeks, could be 10, it could be 12, it could be 14. Uh, I generally don't, Imagine that it would be much longer than that. Like if you're training balls to the wall, you shouldn't really be able to go much longer than that without a deal load Especially if you're in a surplus where calories are high, your ability to train is high. Your body, the amount of volume that you're putting through your body is higher. So you've got to sort of understand that uh, and be in tune with that. Especially the deeper into it, like the more you mature as a sort of um, as a gym goer, as a physique athlete, for example and I don't mean a competitor, I just mean as someone who is into physique development, bettering themselves, you need to be in tune with your body and you need to be, I don't believe you need to structure these in. So, like, I have seen coaches, some unbelievably fantastic coaches, um, some of the best in the UK, like, structure in deals, like, in periods of like, five, six weeks, uh, and that's done through, like, sort of um, accumulating reps and volume across given periods of time, and that is structured. But for me and the people I coach, it's more a case of, Let's take it as we need it, not necessarily with a planned timeline. So, for example, let's say I had an individual, and I'm like, right, you're going to do eight weeks of hard training for me, and then you're going to take a week off. It might be effective, it might work, but what if you had two more weeks of progress before you need to do it? Uh, that I just, I just don't believe that. At least with the program, the style of training that I do, I think a lot of it should be auto-regulated based on how you feel. Uh, but at the same time, there is absolutely nothing wrong with um, with having it structured I just believe that you can it's the same as like it's the same as a deficit it's the same as coaching in general there's more than one way to skin a cat but what's not um, what's not a negotiation what's not uh one well, more than one way to skin a cat is to have deloads like if you're training hard if you're an advanced athlete if you carry lots of muscle and you train regularly you will need deloads over periods of time um, and it's something that like I suppose like for my first few years I didn't overly do it but that came from more of a lack of knowledge and almost know-how. Like, I only really ever heard of deloads back in the day when it came to, like, powerlifters. Like, okay, you take a deload the week before your a competition or something. And I was like, well, I'm not a powerlifter, so I, I don't need that. Um, whereas nowadays, it's a lot more. There's so much more, like, free resources, like people on social media that are willing to give out advice. So, like, uh, most people, if you're into the f- sort of fitness realm of things, understand or have at least heard of the term deload. Um, and again, just I hope that this podcast sort of shines some importance on it. So we've sort of covered what is a deload, load time off. We've covered why you would take it, you would sort of when, how often, and then I suppose what you can consider is the different phases as well. Like I, I do, I do definitely believe that it is more important on a, on a on a surplus. Like you might need it in a deficit, but you're going to accumulate fatigue and stress in the body in a deficit anyway, um, and. My three preps that I've done, I have yet to take a deload during the deficit. I know plenty of people that have, don't get me wrong, um, but I've always taken regular deloads when in a controlled surplus trying to actually gain weight. Uh, so let's say you're on a timeline of you've got a deficit and you've got four weeks left. Probably wouldn't be encouraging you to. Um, to deload there, and then I'd probably be encouraging you to wait until the four weeks is done and deload after. Like there is circumstances where you would hold off. Um I suppose it goes the opposite way as well. Let's say you've got like you've got a planned surplus window. Like especially like my more advanced individuals who I coach, they're on sort of controlled timelines. So let's say I've got an individual with like three weeks left of their ...of their, their controlled surplus, I would probably be like, right, can we hold on and just get it at the end of that when we come off of it? And a lot of the time, like, if you're in a matter of, like, weeks away from an objective, then it, it can be held off. Um, so, like, as much as there are guidelines and rules, there, there are not absolutes, other than the fact that you should be taking it over time. Uh, so... Again, this might be something that's really useful given this time of year, uh, Allow us to, like, maybe we're feeling a little bit stressed anyway given the time period. So if you can take a step back, chill out in the run-up to Christmas, get going, then you're going fresh into the new year. And all of a sudden, like, you've already got that new year, new me, like, oh, yeah, I say that. You've got the motivation for a new year, new goals sort of thing. You can be even fresher going into it. You can go in with a whole new mentality um, given the fact that you're rested. Uh, Obviously, I've done podcasts in the past of the importance of recovery and how you can allow these things to obviously encourage your performance your progression uh making sure that your body stays in a responsive state and i suppose maybe as i'm saying that someone might be like right well how can i put off a deload and the answer is you can't like yes stay on top of your recovery modalities as much as you can like stay on top of your food stay on top of your sleep stay on top of your stress management getting time to yourself um, all those things are important regardless but it is just there's no two ways about it if you train hard you're gonna to have to take it uh, and a lot of the time it might just come down to not knowing but I hope that this podcast today or yeah today can shine some light on that um, and like I say, if you generally, or if you're genuinely listening to this, and you're thinking, "I'm ah, speaking shite, I don't need a deload, um, I'm fine, I train all the time," I'm telling you right now, record a set, send it to me, and we'll see how your intensity is. Um, and I say that in the best way possible. Like the objective of this podcast, at the end of the day, is to help as many people as possible. Like, yes, obviously, it's coaching, and like you want to be able to actually have clients, but you can only help so many people. Like, if I can help more and more, just through resources like this then I am all for it. Um, So perhaps it is a case of like, you need to take a step back and reevaluate how you train, especially if muscle gain hypertrophy is your main goal. Uh, So, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to uh, today. Uh, short and sweet on the podcast front f- in regards to deloads. Uh, I hope that this has all made sense. Uh, as always with me, like if there's anything that doesn't make sense, if there's anything you'd want to perhaps run through further, if there's anything you think I missed and be like, well what about this? Like please don't ever hesitate to message me. Uh, my inbox on Instagram is always open. Uh, I can't imagine there's many people that listen to this that don't already follow me on Instagram. But if you don't, it is uh, Liam underscore McCade, which is M-A-C-A-D-I-E underscore CBM, um, and my, my inboxes are always available there. So, going into next week, obviously we have the week between Christmas and Boxing Day, I will have another podcast for you, I will not be taking a break. This one's been a little bit later, it was meant to be last week, uh, but the show will go on, we will continue this streak into the new year, uh, and... Yeah, we've got some exciting topics coming up, so I will leave it there. Uh, I will not speak to you now before Christmas, so when the time comes, uh, I hope that you have a great Christmas day. I hope that you enjoy some food. Uh, I know I will, because it'll probably be my last big meal for a little while, Uh, and I will catch up with you all very soon. Thank you for listening, as always, Um, and yeah, over and out.